Oh, praise the Lord. I am thankful that this church is here. And you know what? You should be thankful that this church is here. Yeah. Because you got one of the, you got, you got some good guys. You have a good lady, first lady, that love you very much and will care for you. They will go the 400,000 mile for you. And I think there's more kids here than there are adults. And, and to the children, I want you to always remember this and keep this in your heart, how much Pastor Bob and Judy love you. They love you. And they pray for you. And when you get older... Always remember how much they loved you. And you know why they love you so much? You know why? It's because of Jesus. It's because they have Jesus in their hearts. And they and that and Jesus lives in them. Jesus lives in them. And so everywhere that Bob and Judy go, Jesus is there. Loving you. So always remember how much they love you. Well, today, I'm going to be in the book of Luke. And you can be there with me, or, or you can just listen to me. And hopefully I don't break your eardrum because I can really get to ho- hooting and a hollering and a shouting because I get real excited about Jesus Christ. Because Jesus did something for me in my life. I was born and raised out east, um, Philadelphia. You know where Philadelphia is? Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? Hey! I lived in, I was born in Philadelphia. I lived in Levittown. And then my parents moved outside of Boston. And then when I graduated from high school, then I went out to Illinois to a girls' school. I went to a girls' school. And then I went to a fraternity party. And I met this guy. Well, I didn't, I didn't meet him. He saw me. He saw me and he said, Woo! That's a, that's a, Good-looking chick. And so anyway, that's, that's Tom. And we continued in school for a while, and then we started doing drugs. And when you start doing drugs, things don't turn out too hot. We just went down the slope into the pig pen. We were, we just crashed. We, um, sometimes we didn't have anything to eat. We were always cold. We didn't have electricity. We didn't have indoor plumbing. Sometimes our cars didn't work right. We'd be going down mountains in the snow with one snow tire. 
sometimes we didn't have brakes. We're going down roads, we traveled around. All our children were born at home. Pastor Tom, Pastor Tom, Pastor, Pastor. He wasn't a he was not a pastor then. He delivered all our babies. Uh, our first one was born in a cabin in Oregon, and we sterilized the knife over a kerosene lamp. Baby was born on the floor because we didn't have a bed. And then after the child was born, then he made a bed. <laughs> Our second one was born in a tent out in a cow pasture. And our third one was born in a house. Hallelujah. With electricity and plumbing. But we were safe by then. But, you know, the drugs and the alcohol robbed us, stole from us. Put us in a pit of hell. We weren't raised like that, but it robbed us. But during the course of that journey into hell, someone told us about Jesus Christ. And I received Jesus Christ, and my husband did. And whenever we got saved, you know, that day was never the same. It's never been the same. God has met us wherever we were, has taken care of us. Um, I have, like I said, I have three children. So you, you kind of look at this lady, and, and I look like a nun today, but anyway. M- Mother Susan. So I didn't start out like this. So when you see people, don't assume that you know who they are. This preacher of righteousness used to milk cows. And Judy's always been this fantastic homemaker and piano player and needlework lady. I am Judy and I sin not. I am perfect. But don't judge people on what you see. You don't know what's inside. But when you have Jesus, you do have the ability to love them right where they're at. I can love you just like you are. And you look like somebody I saw in India. Say, oh, they wear the scarves. scarves But anyway, we're going to talk about miracles today. And sorry about uh, changing your Christmas display here. Oh, maybe Jesus has a bag for a pillow. (laughs) And could someone in the clothes exchange, could we have something blue? Instead of pink. So somebody get, I don't know, this is kind of a huge baby, but anyway. But we're going to be talking about Mary today. 
And I, what I want you to try to get in your heads, I want you to try to think outside the box today. You know, we hear the Christmas story and it's, it's like, ugh, it's a, we know, we know the Christmas story. But before we get into the Christmas story, let's pray. Father God, I thank you. Everybody's alert and activated. You got their hearts, Father God. You got their attentions. So, Father God, I pray that they would receive what you have for them today. I'm just going to talk, but you have something for them. So, Father God, give them a gift that they do not want to return. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So, when Mary was overshadowed and baby Jesus was put in her tummy, she did not know that this child was going to be placed in the manger. I don't, I, you know, sometimes we have all these preconceived ideas when Jesus, when, when I hear God speak into my life, this is the way it's going to turn out. This is the way it's going to be. When Mary was told she was going to have a baby, she did not know that it was going to be born in a barn. She let God have his way. So you need to let God have his way. Don't say, no, this is the way it's going to be, God. Because I live in Gaylord, Minnesota. Do you live in Gaylord, Minnesota? You do. Well, this is the way it's going to be. No, let God determine how it's going to be. Just trust him. So, I'm going to read this first part here. And it's in Luke 1, uh, 26. And I'm reading out of the MEV version. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Greetings to you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. When she saw him, she was troubled by his words. What kind of greeting this might be? But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Listen, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And he shall and sh- and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, "How can this be? I have not known a man." And the angel answered and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. At, overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One who will be born will be called the Son of God. Listen, your cousin Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her 
who was declared barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Mary said, I'm your servant of the Lord. May it be unto me according to your word. We call this the Christmas story, but let me tell you, this is true. This is real stuff. Nothing is impossible with God. Things are possible, kind of, maybe, with Susan. But with God, nothing. Say nothing. 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 So if you say, I don't know about that. Have you looked at my checkbook lately? Have you looked at my truck lately? Have you looked at my marriage lately? Have you looked at my church lately? Nothing is impossible. Nothing. Nothing. What grade are you in? Whoa, nothing is impossible. This is something you got. You kids have to get in your heart because somebody's always going to tell you, hey, you're too young. You don't live in the right kind of house. Your parents don't drive the right kind of car. You don't wear the right kind of clothes. You don't, you don't, you don't. Nothing is impossible with God. With man? But nothing is impossible. I want you to get this in your hearts today. Grab hold of it. He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Thank you for that amen. You see, a reward is good, right? That means you get something, right? If you get a a reward in school, they say, Oh, you just won the prize of a hot pink pair of sneakers. Oh, I studied so hard, I get a pair of sneakers. But with God, his reward is when you seek him, nothing's impossible. He's the rewarder. He, He gives to people that seek him. It's true in in Tom and and in my life, um, his job is to preach the gospel. And that's what we live on, preaching of the gospel. And I just bought a new car. Well, you know. What year is it? 2010. Yeah. It's shiny. And uh, what, what is it? A Nissan Rogue. And it's really a nice car. But it's all paid for. It's, it's paid for. That was my reward, you see, because I try to diligently seek him. 
And he made a way. He made a way. We emptied our savings. We emptied our checking account. And we put $3,000, I think, on the credit card. And then when when the, the bill comes, we paid it off. It's a miracle. And we won't get into the tires that cost $200 a piece. But anyway, God will reward you. I want you to take everything I say as true because I'm preaching out of the Bible. If it's in the Bible, it's true. You can take it to the bank. In verse 28, it says, Greetings, you're highly favored. The angel came to her. Do you know that Mary was a teenager? You know, we we see her in the manger, and she looks like a a lady that's 32 years old. She wasn't. She was probably 16 years old. She uh, She was married to Joseph. When she was a baby, because they had arranged marriages. But this was just a girl, a young girl. But she was a seeker of God. God rewarded her and said, Mary, you're going to, you're highly favored. You're going to have a baby. Oh, gee, thanks. But if she didn't, we'd all be going to hell. But I'm getting ahead of myself. The angel said, the Lord is with you. Take that to the bank. The Lord is with you, Steve. The Lord is with you. When you're a child of God, when you believe that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and was raised again... And he, and he sits at the right hand of the Father. You belong in the family. You're his child. Nothing is impossible with you. The Lord is with you. Say, the Lord is with me. In Hebrews it said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never leave you on the side of the road. He will be there with you. He's just not going to leave you in study hall and let people taunt you. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. Good Gifts come from God. Drugs and alcohol came from the devil. We were deceived in our minds. Oh, this is awesome. This is so cool. This is so far out. We were eating stinging nettle and noodles. That's how cool and far out it was. Mary was in his presence. In his presence. We say, oh, 
I don't have time to be in his presence. Do you have a job? Mm-hmm. Do you drive to work? Uh-huh. You can be in his presence when you drive to work. Don't close your eyes. You see, when you're, when you're brushing your teeth and you're looking in the mirror, look to Jesus. See, you can be in his presence all the time. When you're sitting in, do you drive, do you sit on the school bus? Oh, you drive, hey! For you kids that are in, uh, in the school bus, I used to have to ride a school bus. I didn't walk uphill and downhill. Yeah. You can get in his presence. Maybe you can't stay there for but 15 minutes, but you can be with him. And he can speak to you. And then when you have another 15 minutes, you can grab that. When you go to the bathroom, you you can be in his presence. It doesn't say how you have to be in his presence, but just get in his presence. There's so many opportunities that we let slip by. That we, we let other things uh, control our minds and get to us. Sing songs of praises to God. And in verse 29, And when she saw him, she was troubled by his words and considered in her mind, What kind of greeting is this? But the angel said, don't be afraid, Mary. You have, fa- you have found favor with God. You see, you have to be intimate with God. You have to, come here, Tom. Let's get quasi-intimate. He knows me. <laughs> hey. We want to keep God at a distance. Hey, you know, I have a reputation. People think I'm kind of cool. We're going to keep God at a distance. But if we're going to get in his presence, we're going to have to get intimate. Oh, God. Oh, man. I had a hard day today. Oh, and somebody cut me off in traffic, and they, they gave me a rude gesture. Somebody, somebody made a comment about how I look today. Yeah, a little power. You have to get intimate with He's not pushing you away. You are pushing him away. You have to be intimate with God. Mary was intimate, or why would have, why would the angel, why would God say, hey, I want that uh, person that's too busy for me to have my child. He said, no, I want that, that girl to have the Son of God because she gets in my presence. I hear her sing. All the time when she's cooking and cleaning, when she's going to market. You have to get intimate because you have to conceive a miracle. 
And that's where we're going today. You want a miracle? You need a miracle in your life? You have to conceive it. And in order to conceive your miracle, you have to get intimate with God. Can anybody say amen? Don't have a casual relationship with God. And that's one thing that Pastor Bob always preaches. I don't know, I don't know if you preach, Pastor Bob. You just kind of ooze. I, I went to this church for about a year. I lived in Mankato, and, it, you know, it's just we wanted a church in our hometown. You know, you, you want to be in your hometown. But every week, we'd have those Bible verses up there, and we had to repeat them. And I, I, can, I can kind of repeat. I paraphrase everything. But Pastor Bob, you know, he just... You just give it out, give it out, just ooze. I don't know where I was going with that, but anyway. <clears throat> it's not a casual relationship. Be imitators of God, and Pastor Bob and Judy are imitators of God. And they have miracle after miracle after miracle in their life. And you know, if we have a prayer need, we call them up and we say, pray with us. Because they have a miracle ministry because they're intimate with God. They embrace it. They live it, they breathe it, and they give it out. Why do you think there's so many children here? Well, because they have to get here somehow, but they pick them up. They just love. They just, they're, 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 they're uh, hens. You're a, you're a hen. Praise the Lord. Well, Mary, she didn't know what kind of greeting that was. And you know what's the interesting thing is about this? Is that she was not concerned that she was going to have a baby. That's the last thing she was thinking about. Oh, what kind of greeting is this? Oh, you're highly favored. And then he goes on and he says, you're going to have a baby. Huh. You know, that's not what she's thinking about. What are you thinking about today? You have the divine favor of God is what you have, and that's what Mary had. Okay, let's go to verse 34. And then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I have not known a man? She was okay with what God, how God was going to reward her. She was okay that she was going to give birth to the king of kings. But how is that going to happen? When we're praying for our miracle, we're not sure exactly how it's going to happen. And and then we we say, well, how can that be? Because I'm I'm only 10. How can I have that miracle? Oh, Father God. I haven't been to college. How can that miracle happen for me? We set up roadblocks. We say, how can this be? How can I be blessed? Because you have all these excuses. Get rid of the excuses that I'm only... you got to be 16. 
and 16. You could be married. You could be having a baby after you get married. How old are you? 16. Oh, you're 13. I wrote that down, in fact. We're saying, I'm just 13. How, how, how can this be? I've been working this cruddy job for 15 years, and they don't appreciate me. How can God work in my life? How can this miracle that I want come? I want need a job change. I need a miracle. Don't figure it out. Let God be God. Just say, I receive, Lord. Don't try to figure out where this baby's going to be born. Because you don't know where it's going to be born. Because God has it all in charge. He has it all figured out for you. Where am I going to live? Oh, we're praying for a house for you guys. Give it to God. You know, when I was praying there, I want a clean house. Not a ratty, junky, cruddy house. Because you don't deserve a cruddy house. You're more important than that. I don't mean, and, and we, we have bought many cruddy houses because we would buy a cruddy house and then we'd fix it up. Then we would sell it and buy another cruddy house. But the next cruddy house was better than the last cruddy house. But we bought a, a, little, a little farm, is it 20 acres? Field in? We've had a lot of. Is that where it was? How many acres did they have? Oh, ten. Oh, ten. Well, one of the rooms didn't have a floor in it. It was just a big hole. And his father came and helped us. Yeah, I think his dad fixed the floor and he said, Why did you buy a house that had no floor? Because <laughs> you could see right, right through the basement. But there was a a family in there, and, and they were rather uncivilized, and they used the walls as tissues. They used to put their boogers on the walls. Yeah, it was really gross. And I had to scrub those walls. So you're going to get a clean house. A clean house. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So don't don't get don't give a, don't give a bunch of excuses that I'm only 13. I wrote it on my notes. Don't give excuses. Say I'm going to quit giving excuses. Your miracle's coming. Don't push God away and quit making excuses. I'm a child of God. He's going to reward me because I'm diligently seeking him. All things are possible with God. I finally bought that scripture online and put it over the door of my house. So I see it because I, you know, as a woman, I spend most of my time in the kitchen. Seems like it anyway. I cook, I cook from scratch. Some, I know Judy does too. Do you spend most of your time in the kitchen? Kind of? No. Some days. When I can, 500 quarts of 
apple juice and 1,000 quarts of tomatoes. And I, I see my pantry and I'm real proud of it. And then I think of Judy and I go, ooh. <laughs> I think I can 20 quarts of pickles and that's a lot. He helps to eat it. But it doesn't help. He helps with corn sometimes. But anyway, nothing is impossible with God. You're not too young. You're not too old. You're not too poor. You're not too rich. You're not too good looking. If God said it, isn't that enough? It's, if it's in here, isn't it good enough for you? If he said, give and it shall be given, good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give unto my bosom. Isn't that, yeah, amen. So be givers. That's one thing I know about these guys. They're givers. If you, if you have, if you need something, I would encourage you to give. And then when we, when we say that, you think it's money. But it's not money. Maybe you can help Steve with his truck. Or maybe you can help James. What do you need help with, James? <laughs> what do you need help with? What would you like help with? What? Delivery. Hey, what do you need help with? Whoa! You and me both. That's a that's a beat. <laughs> when you're done helping her, come help me. That's my least favorite thing to do in the whole world. But anyway, we got to do it. But see, what give, give, give of your time, give of your prayer. Pray. Pray for other people. That is giving, you know. Giving, that prayer is giving. You're giving of yourself. Pray for one another, you kids. You know, oh, I'm having a hard time in math. I'm having a hard time in reading. I'm having a hard time with, with Miss Stickler. I'm having a hard Pray for one another. And it will come around. God will say, whoa. I'm giving you a reward. God's got a plan. Say, God's got a plan. God has a plan in 35. It says, the angel answered her, because she said, how can this possibly be? And the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. And this is why I brought my little shawl up here. I'm God. Uh-huh. No. What's your name? Felicia. You're Felicia. So when you get close to God and you have a need, you have a mir- you need a miracle in your life and you're just pressing in. God will overshadow you. Hello. <laughs> It's just you and me. 
And this is the plan. This is what, what this is what's going to happen. It's just you and me. This is how it's going to work. Don't be afraid. It's all going to work out. Just you and me, kid. Let the Holy Spirit overshadow you. Oh, you think that's kind of funny, kind of cute? <laughs> it's just you and me. We're going to work this out. Yes, we are. Let God overshadow you. Lean over here, brother. Let God overshadow you. Oh, you think it's so funny. Miss 13 years old. Oh, let's get us both in here. It's going to work out. It's going to be okay. It's just you and me. God has a plan for every one of us. And it's a different plan. You know, uh, on TV they say, Oh, we have this plan. We ha- it's usually medical, right? We have these plans. God's plan is the best plan. Let him overshadow you. Let him take you in. You all have dreams. Let those dreams come out. I had a dream. I like to minister to women. I'm kind of drawn to women. I did so much children's ministry, I've moved on. But anyway... I'm really drawn to women, and my heart is to minister to women. And when I went over to India, I had a heart to minister to women. And so um, on our second leg of our journey in India, they, they said, Susan, you're going to do a women's conference. First time ever women's conference. And this is where people... Um, Live kind of like in, in uh, times long ago. I mean, with carts. Uh, they don't have uh, electric stoves or ceiling fans. They, they don't have any of that. And all these women kind of uh, packed out this little um, uh, shotgun church, you know, shotgun, it's kind of narrow churches. And they're all sitting on the floor. Because they don't sit in chairs or pews. They, they sit on the, on the floor, and they're just all crowded together. And, and they're just drawing. They're just, they want, they're just sucking the Jesus right out of me. They had a dream. They had a desire. You have to draw on the anointing of the Father God. Get in his presence. It can be nice, clean house in Jesus' name. How many bedrooms? A lot. Well, you know what? You should figure it out. You should figure out what kind of... You, you should write your dreams down. I want, I want a house on a quiet street. I want it to be clean. I want a big kitchen. You write your dream out. Kids? Yeah, you're a kid. You're still 13. I have three kids. They're old. 
don't know, 40-something. Give your desires to God, but write out what you need, what you want. What do you need, Steve? Write it out. Okay, where are we? I was telling you about the people in India. Grab hold of his garment and get intimate with God. Let him overshadow you. Are you getting this today? Be intimate with him. Let him overshadow Do you know I'm, I'm trying to get you in him? Not me and you, but Father God. Just keep meditating on this today. Nothing is impossible with Father God. Nothing is impossible with Father God because it says it right here in 37. He reminds her, or he tells her, about her her cousin Elizabeth and says she was old. She was really old. And she had a baby. Because you know what? In 37 it says, For with God nothing will be impossible. Like they say, take it to the bank. Nothing is impossible. But you find the verse in the Bible that belongs to you. Father God, you said to bring the tithe into the storehouse. That there might be meat in that house right here. And he'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. You stand on those things because they're the promises of God. Take him to the bank. Nothing is impossible with God. And then in verse um, 38, Mary said, I am the servant of the Lord. Can you say you are the servant of God? Can you really genuinely say that you're a servant of God? Are you doing everything he tells you to do? Well, I'm going to let you just decide that yourself. And then she said, may it be unto me according to your word. What Jesus, what the Bible says, let it be unto me according to what's in here. What's in here is according to me. What it says, I haven't beat on you at all. Let me see your head. Oh, what pretty hair you have. Don't cover it up. Something interesting, this is, this is just a side issue, but um, I don't know where you were. I don't know where you were doing this. But Tom was saying that we should know the Bible. But sometimes it's just up in our heads. We're cramming all this stuff into our heads. But what are we doing with it? Are we just getting very knowledgeable? Oh, yeah, I know where that verse is. You know, is it just going in there? But what are you doing with the Bible? We need to start telling people about Jesus Christ. Because, you know, it's, and I've said it here many times, it's either up or down. Do you know you can only get saved by Jesus Christ? There was an article. You, does anybody get the Mankato Free Press? Okay. 
they had this big article where this lady was going to have a conference, um, not a conference, I don't know what, a seminar, and she was going to sell crystals, rocks, because they have energy and they can heal you. And I want you to buy my crystal, my rock, because it's going to heal you. And I thought, okay, we're going to set your crystal over here. And we're going to have Jesus over here. And if you have cancer, you can pray to that rock. Or I can pray in the name of Jesus. Who do you want to pray to? A rock that is dead? Or Jesus who is alive? You decide. You're going to have choices in your life. People are going to say, oh, there's a real nice crystal. Yeah, there's all kinds of deception going out there, kids. Jesus is the only way. He's alive. He's the only one who can save you, set you free, deliver you, protect you. Only Jesus. Nothing else. Where's my Bible? And if you need a Bible, anybody need a Bible? Pastor Bob, you've done a good job. Because I know he has them here. He'll give you a Bible. Kids, do you have a Bible? you have Bibles? You need to get a Bible. And get one that's large print so you can see it. So in verse 38 it says, I am your servant, may be unto me according to your words. All the promises of the Bible belong to you. Find some. Mary believed that it would all work out in the end. That's what you have to believe, Steve. That everything's going to work out in the end. Felicity. Everything's going to work out in the end. Don't try to figure out where your baby's going to be born. Maybe God has something different. It's time to prepare your nursery. It's time to get a plan. You know, if, if God says that I would like you to be a preacher, I'm just, just saying a preacher. He says, Felicity, I want you to be a pre. Who? Oh, Felicia. Well, whatever. You got a new name. Jesus' name. I want you to, I, I want to, I'm going to release that, that dream in you to, to be a, a preacher of righteousness. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Oh, what, what's, what, what's the, what, what's the movie uh, that I wanted to watch? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll feed you later. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's another one streaming on TV. Oh, you want you want to go dancing today? Oh, come on, let's go dancing. Oh, the baby's kind of getting hungry in there. Got to take care of that miracle that you're, you're, you're trying to birth. You have to feed it. You got to take care of it. If you want a new job, 
You know, you have to start filling out applications. You have to start getting your references together. That dream needs something. If God's given you something, you've got to protect it. You've got to nurse it. You've got to take it, not nurse it yet, but you've got, to, you've got to take care of it. You have to give it some nourishment. But you've got to get close to God. You've got to get intimate with God. Are you hearing me today? Amen? Amen. And you know what's real important? Is that you need to help other people birth. People are having trouble birthing. They need you to intercede. They need you to help them. And I, I, uh, I have plenty of time, don't I? Or am I supposed to be done? Okay. I have, I have something I, I, I think is real important, and I, and I do pray about things that that um, I'm going to share. But sometimes we have this baby. Oh, I need a baby. I don't know, this is a honker. Oh, the bag. This must be like Elizabeth. <laughs> she was old. Or Sarah was old, too. I don't know why you all have people. Yeah. I'm not having any kids. Mm-mm. I'll have spirit. I'll have, I know. I'll have spiritual babies. I prayed for a lot of women to have babies in India. Um being barren in India is quite a curse. And we've had two so far. Really cool. But anyway, you know, we, now I want you to get, try, let's, let's really, I'm talking about you. And, and you got this miracle. You know, God said, yeah, it's going to happen. And you're, oh, Man, I wish this, this miracle would come forth. It's been so long. I've been waiting so long. Oh. Yeah. I remember what they did to me. That, that person, they hurt me. They, they said some mean things about me. Unforgiveness can keep your miracle from coming forth. It's like a plug in the birth canal. We have, we, yeah, I'm walking with God. But there's a mean streak. There's, you, you're holding on to something. You don't want to forgive somebody. You don't want to forgive your mom. You don't want to forgive your dad. You don't want to forgive your stepdad. That's holding back your miracle. Forgive. Don't let that person keep back your blessing. Forgive them. Let it go. Forgive people. It's not worth it. Would you rather have your baby? 
Would you rather have your miracle or do you just want to live in hate and disdain? I will never forgive them what they did to me. Well, that's just holding your miracle back. Forgive! Release it unto God. Let him deal with that person. It's up to Jesus. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the... What? Thank you. Desire comes, it's like... A tree of life. It's life. Forgive. And let your miracle come forth. Just chew on that today. Let your miracle... Remember what I said in the very beginning. We think this is how this we're praying about something. I mean, it's going to be miraculous if it happens. It's not necessarily going to happen like you planned it all out to be. Just flow with God. Jesus was born in a barn. We have a barn, and I wouldn't want to have a child in that thing. But God is God. Well, did Jesus turn out okay? Even though he was born in a barn? Yeah. Don't try to figure everything out. Just and forgive. And, and forgive. Say, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to let go. I had a father, and he, was, uh, he wasn't he was a ni- nice person. He called me names and used to smack me around. And I hated him. I hated my father. And then when I became a Christian, I knew it was right to forgive my father. So I'd say, I forgive my father. <laughs> oh, I forgive my father. <laughs> I just could not let it go. But I did it over and over and over again. I forgive my father. One day, I released it. I don't know how it worked exactly. But I forgave my father. He don't bother me anymore. His names don't bother me anymore. I feel sorry for the guy. He can't hurt me anymore because I forgave him. Hallelujah! So everybody put your hand on your tummy. Men can have babies too. You've seen enough babies being born. Put your hands on your tummy. Father God! We just pray for our miracle. Father God, Father God, Father God. Father, 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 help us, Lord, to lean in on you. Father God, it says nothing is impossible with you, so we're going to hold on to that, Father. We're saying this miracle is going to come forth in Jesus' name. Father God, we're going to take care of our miracle. We're going to nurture it. We're going to take good care of it because you gave it to us. 
I thank you, Father God, that your name is higher than any other name. So thank you, Father God. Be it unto us according to your word. And everybody said, Amen. We pray you have been blessed and encouraged by this message from Tom Shanklin Ministries. Tom Shanklin Ministries is reaching the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. We invite you to become part of this worldwide evangelistic outreach through your prayers and financial support. To request our free monthly newsletter, you can reach Tom Shanklin Ministries at 507-407-HELP. That's 507-407-4357. Visit Tom Shanklin Ministries online at TomShanklin.org or send cards and letters to Tom Shanklin Ministries, P.O. Box 4144, Mankato, Minnesota, 56002.